back. I think, what are we on now? Episode 11 for this this season, I think. Technically, it would have been a whole lot more than that if had the uh, previous episodes not been deleted right. because of my technology illiteracy. <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, I think this is episode 11. But welcome back, folks, to our, um, <clears throat> I think this is part five of our Roman study. And today we're going over chapter seven, one of my my favorite chapters in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been a great week for me, man. You know that? Oh, yeah. Went fishing Saturday morning. Yeah, it looked like you, uh, you and Rooster mm-hmm. caught some pretty good ones out there. I mean, to tell you, we got the, the biggest he got was 4.4, the biggest I got was 4.1. But we got 26 in about three hours or so. Um, all of them were probably, eh, the smallest was probably about two pounds. But, um, yeah, so I mean, out of 26, the smallest one being two pounds, the rest of them being over three, three to four. That's, that's a pretty good day. Yeah. We went back, and I don't know if I discussed it last week or not, but me and him did a a survival challenge, a wilderness survival challenge, where we stayed out in the woods for, uh, I think it was like 42, 44 hours. And uh, Saturday, we went back yeah. out there and visited our, our campsite. And man, I'll tell you what, it was, it was kind of emotional, you know. <laughs> that was home for a couple days. and Right. Man, it, was, it was nice, man. I love being out in the woods, being out in God's creation. It's beautiful. Amen. Oh, anything new with you? Just work, work, work. Yeah, a lot, lot of work. A lot, lot of craziness over the weekend here, but, you know. Nah. Life. What would life be without its uh, craziness? Yeah. But, guys, I think we'll uh, we'll go ahead and jump right in here. Let's, let's start off with uh, Romans chapter 7, 1 through 6. All right. Or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as, she li- as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her, of her husband. So then, while her husband lives, she marries another man. She will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, she has... Therefore, my brethren, brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him, who raised, who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter, excuse me. <clears throat> That's a lot to, di- to digest. Just a little bit. So, uh, I guess start it with the fact that the law it died with Christ. Yeah. You know it it, it stayed dead, and as we know, you know Christ he didn't. Um, it's not so much I guess that the law died that it was completed. Um, yeah. You know, it was no longer needed. Um, 
in the past and even now, we have people who, it's kind of childish, but I'm just guilty, but we have people who, who want to do things just because they're told not to, you know? Yep. <laughs> All right. You, you tell me not to do this. You tell me to do this. I'm either you're going to tell me not to do it. I'm going to do it. You tell me to do it. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm so guilty of that one. Like I'll be on my way to do a particular chore or something around the house. And yep. <laughs> somebody will say something about it. And I'm like, well now I don't want to. <laughs> yep. Rachel and I are the same exact way. Exactly that way. And that it's, it's amazing. Anything gets done around here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, that, that was and is the recurring problem. Um, there's something about that forbidden title that um, draws people's flesh in. Um, yeah. It, all that, all that went to the cross with Christ, and he completed what no human being could. Um, <clears throat> think about it. Could yeah. you? Could you do what Christ did? I couldn't. No. There's no way. The only way that someone could do that is if they were perfect in every sense yeah. of the word. And, you know, we are born flawed. We're imperfect. There ain't no way. Yeah. Humans as we are, are like I said, we're imperfect. And just from a purely physical standpoint, I don't think any of us, you know, regular, purely born here on earth humans could have handled everything that Christ went through. No. Not at all. Not at all. We, we would have given out a long time ago. Most mm -hmm. of us probably would have, you know, pat, at the very least passed out or straight up died during the whole flogging. You know, and I believe that it was his will that kept his human body going. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the will to live is it's, it's something not to be... You know, it. The will to live is powerful, and I I, yeah. I say that because I have evidence of it. In that, I may have spoken on this before, but uh, December twenty third, twenty fourteen is that's the day my mother passed away. Um, she for the previous seven years to that she'd had her leg amputated. She's really bad diabetic. She had it, it, there was a health issue. She had it. Her file, her medical file. I'm pretty sure we'd have to use a forklift to to move that right. thing around. But, so, <clears throat> I was stuck in Houston that day, you know, like five hours away, and yeah. she had to go to the hospital. And, um, you know, she went in, and she was diagnosed with pancreatitis. Right. And the two days before that, we were at my grandmother's house for Christmas. And I thought it very strange that my mother had said, I'm really glad that my whole family is here one last time to see, uh, so I could see everybody and spend, spend Christmas with them. At the time, I was like, well, that's weird. I yeah. You know, but, so anyway, she goes in the hospital, she gets diagnosed with pancreatitis. And I wholeheartedly believe in my heart of hearts that this woman, this is the strongest woman I've ever known, I believe that when she was told that, she gave up. And I'm not faulting her for this one bit. She lived a life of nonstop pain. Um, right. I believe that she gave up because within three hours of being diagnosed with pancreatitis, her kidneys shut down to 10%. Her lungs went down to like, I think, 50%, and her brain activity stopped. Wow. 
So, y you tell me, is that what pancreatitis does? No. 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 I wholeheartedly believe that she decided it was her time. And she yeah. wanted to go home and she wanted to be with Jesus. And I don't fault her one bit. However, I'm daily... I think about her daily. I think about the relationship she could have had with my daughter, who she never had the opportunity to meet. Um, my daughter was born in 2016, and she passed away in you know 2014, so they never had a chance to meet. Yeah. But you know, I think about that all the time, and 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 you know, I really shouldn't because truth be told, she's in a much better place, and I believe given oh, the opportunity, she still wouldn't come back, and I don't blame. No. I, and you know, for. To see my daughter or not, she I guarantee she wouldn't come back because yeah. we're gonna see her again. We're gonna we're gonna see her. And Oh yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> now that story's been told. I may have already told that story once before in the past, I don't know. But um what do you have for uh one through six? Or did I steal oh. it from you again? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to happen quite a bit, but nah, I I don't have anything as specific as that. Uh Although I can confirm for the listeners that the the pancreatitis stuff is no joke because my mom's been in the hospital with that a couple of times. So. It's a bad deal. And, yeah, and she's especially for diabetics and, and has no spleen at this point. Oh well. Things. So kind of like your mom. So I mean, I, I'm kind of right there with you. So she's been in my prayers, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Oh, on on that note, uh, we did finally get the the second uh, test back today. She's negative on everything. So Good deal. It's just like the she had a little bit of a cold or flu or something going on. So we're figuring that's what caused the fever to spike up there. But hmm. Good deal. Otherwise, they're still trying to figure out what's going on with her hip. But hmm. anyways, uh, yeah, uh, like you're saying, Christ completed that law, so. Because there's just no way that the growth rate we've had over these years that we as humans could, I mean, even if we all faithfully did all the sacrifices, this, that, and the other, there's no way we could sustainably keep up that mm -mm. sort of practice, especially with our numbers nowadays. So. Well, and also, let's take it a step further. Um, in today's world, with the government being what it is, <clears throat> And all the regulations and all the laws and right. PETA, you know, and all oh, those dude. people. Do you really think that we could have, we could do, legally, could we try to live by the law at all in today's world? Oh, man, that, that, there's no way. There's no way. No. I mean, and granted, I guess that's that's not really even remotely possible with has had the law been in effect the whole time it's it's a moot point but um, yeah so I guess let's move to 7 through 12 <clears throat> what shall we say then is the law sin certainly not on the contrary I would have known sin except I sorry I would not have known sin except through the law for I would not have known covetous, covetousness I've always had trouble with that word Unless the law had said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law, but, with the, but when the commandment came, 
sin revived, and I died. I think I read that wrong. But when the commandment came, you know, I don't know, I didn't. Sin revived, and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. That, that kind of goes back to what I just said, that, you know, whenever you bring something up, yeah. it's enticing. You know? Oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have a triple meat cheeseburger, but you put it in front of me, I'm like, <laughs> okay. You know? Oh, man, it's got, it's got bacon, jalapenos. No, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, the law shined a spotlight on sin. And... Some went the way of the moth, while others had more discerning qualities and chose to do right instead of falling into sin. But, you know, I think we we spoke on this the other day about how the brightest shining light is a dying star. Yeah, and I, I understand that that's not relevant in all situations concerning, you know, relationship with Christ. But in this situation where the law shined spotlights on sin well i'm pretty sure them lights were pretty bright and pretty warm and they're gonna burn a hole through you oh yeah but um yeah i shoot give me a second i forgot how to word that uh yeah it's i, I don't know to me it kind of goes a little both ways here uh and goes back to showing how, even though it doesn't directly say it, how we have that free will to make that choice. You know, how, how do we know that this thing over here is wrong and sin without that law shining that light and showing us? And, okay, it's shining the light and showing us. So do we, like, like you're saying, do we go the way of the moth and go towards that brightness? You know, oh, hey, look at this shiny thing or do we make that choice to stay away from it and you know live yeah, yeah i got you on that yeah that makes sense yeah hmm well um <laughs> it's it's human nature really um oh yeah where do we learn morals well that comes from god and if you guys can hear my dog i apologize he is trying to get after something out there he does this every time I'm gonna try oh, and just about. I'm gonna try and run this through a filter, and maybe you guys won't hear him. But if you hear him, my apologies. But as I was saying, you know, morals come from God, um, yep. and I guess in a way, Adam and Eve didn't so much have morals because they didn't need them. Um, yeah. It wasn't until sin entered the world that we received. I guess shortly thereafter, we received the law, and. Well, it was through the law that we learned, you know, our morals. And where did those come from? They came from God. So, and to me, morals in general, the just being able to tell right from wrong, period, is evidence of God. Because if it weren't for God, no. there'd be no holds barred, you know. Everything would be acceptable. And that's... Exactly. And I guess you want to, speaking of chaos, you said the word, I want to talk about a second. You know, they say that the universe came about through a chaotic explosion. 
which doesn't make any sense at all, especially right. whenever you use one of their own laws against them, the law of thermodynamics. Order can never come about from chaos. So you're contradicting yourself? Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> did you have anything else for, for those verses? No, I think that that's, that was about the only thing that had popped up in my head on that. That whole free will thing. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Adam and Eve there. It was like, if they hadn't had that free will and made that choice in the first place, we wouldn't have to worry about any of this. But at the yeah. same time, because we have that free will, we can still choose to turn to God. Yep. Which is what he wanted in the first place. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a... I don't want to say necessarily a vicious cycle, but it's a little bit of a, you can't really have one without the other, but if you didn't, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, 100%. So I guess we can, <clears throat> I guess we can move on to uh, verses 13 through 15, no, 13 and 14 first. I got okay. something, okay. Uh, <laughs> Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Um, I guess first, carnal is saved, but still battling the flesh. That's, yeah, okay. that's you know, that's, that's what we are. Yeah. Um, and being that the law is spiritual and we are carnal on earth, we are not spiritual beings. Um, there is and there was no human being that could live up to the standards of the law as we, as we spoke on earlier. So with that being said, God, he knew that. He knew that there was going to come a time where people, they just couldn't do it. Um, and... You know what? This this just popped into my head. The other night, I think I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah. I think it was. We were talking and somebody posed the question. If humans went this route, why didn't God just start over? Okay? And then it popped into my head something that my father-in-law told me about a timeline. And then I used that, and then this other part just came to me. So picture this in your head, folks. There's a timeline. You're standing on that timeline. You can look back, and you see the history of everything up until that point, but you cannot look forward. You don't know what's in front of you. Now, God is above that timeline. He can see the beginning. He can see the end. He knows everything in between. He exists in the future. He exists in the past. He exists in the present. He is everything. So, why didn't he start over? My honest opinion is because he can see the end. And he sees what it's going to be like in the end whenever we all come to live with him. And he liked it. You know? So, all this junk in between, that's... That's kind of just filler, you know. God saw what's what it's going to be like in the end, 
and he's cool with it, you know? Yeah, how's the saying go? It'll come out in the wash. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the opposite of what you hear at funerals. You know, you have the, the date that you're born and the date that you die. For us humans, what matters is that little dash in between. It's yeah. kind of the opposite of that. That dash in between is irrelevant when it comes to heaven. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's move on to hmm. 15. All right. I lost my place. There we are. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the tongue twister. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will, wait, for to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law, that evil is present with me, that the one who wills to do good. For I, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity, the law to the law of sin which is in my members. Oh, what a wretched man I am! Who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Those last <laughs> two sentences sum up pretty much everything I just read. Right. And this has always been a tongue twister for me, but I absolutely love it because it, it's kind of like the duality of man. You know, yeah. I know what I shouldn't do. I do it anyway. I know what I should do, but I don't do it. Why? Yeah. It's the duality of man. Um, you know, with my mind, I serve the law of God or I serve Christ. But with the flesh, the law of sin. That it. To me, it don't get much clearer than that. We're we're fighting against ourselves daily, you know. Yeah. You see something sparkly, you're on it, even though you know yeah. you shouldn't. It's kind of like that cheeseburger we were just talking about, gluttony. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> so you've got you you lost a lot of weight. Me, I ain't. I'm I'm still. Well, you know, you know you, you went and got married, and settled down, started having kids, so. Yeah, I think I put on some sympathy weight with her during this pregnancy. Or at least that's what I'm claiming. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. So, we want so badly to do what is right and to do good. To please God. Yeah. But daily, we allow ourselves to fall into sin. We hate it. I hate it. You know, we try and try, but we just, we can't pull off the perfect day. We yeah. can't do it. That's because our flesh, our sinful nature... Um, it's fighting nonstop in our minds, in our bodies, everything. You know, it, it, it puts false ideas in our heads, false ras rationalizations in our minds to push us over the edge. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, kind of like the, the serpent in the garden. Did God really say you can't eat of that tree? You know, yeah. 
it, it's kind of like that. Um, just small, rational. You really mean that you would die? Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. You start rationalizing in your head, yeah. and you shouldn't, because nothing good comes from. If you have to rationalize it in your head, it ain't worth doing. Okay. Yeah. Most likely not. Nine times out of ten, I would say. I guess yeah. not not 100% of the time, but nine times out of ten. Yeah, majority of the time. It's probably best you just don't. <laughs> yeah. But with all that, you know, God knows us. He knows yeah. that we don't want to sin, but he also knows that we're going to do it anyway. Um, we will never, as long as we're on this earth, ever, win the battle over our flesh. Um, it's It's just not within our power. However... Fortunately for us, the one we worship does have that power. Yeah. Um, it's through him that we're able to, thankfully, you know, he does it for us. Exactly. You know, we ourselves can't do it, but with him living in us, directing us, pretty much controlling us to a certain extent, that's our only chance against the sinful nature of flesh. What is that, Philippians 4.13? For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we need only to, to lean and trust on him, knowing that the blood has already been paid. Um, God sees us. He sees his son. That's that's it. I mean, yeah. you you come to the throne with a truly repentant heart. You turn from your wicked ways. You confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead. That's that's it, folks. I mean, it's, it truly is that simple. Yeah. If you can just relinquish this earthly hold or get free of this earthly hold, it is truly that simple. But yeah. at the same time, extremely difficult. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the, the, the relinquishing that hold, that control. Mm -hmm. Again, goes back to that simple nature of the flesh that we have as humans that we want to control everything. Yep. Yeah. We want to have. We we want to know what's next. We want to know what's in store. We, you know, that's why they came up with fortune tellers and stuff like. None of them know what. None of them know anything. Yeah. But th that was actually the quickest one that we've done over a chapter. <laughs> yeah. And That's I, what I was just thinking. I figured this one would actually be a longer one. Hmm. Well, that's all the notes I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think you're getting out of here short, uh, quicker on this one. Right, yeah. Letting you off a little early here. Yeah. But all right. Uh, so that's our, that's our Romans chapter 7. Uh, again, please reach out to us through the email, graceranch16 at gmail.com. Um, let us know what you think. Maybe you can come on and talk with us on an episode, something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'd love to have a guest. Um, but until next time, guys, we're gonna we're gonna cut this one off here. So please rate the podcast, share the podcast, and we'll catch up chapter eight. God bless y'all. <laughs>